Oh, oh that was, was, that, was that I, it? I, I thought there was more. I thought, I thought <laughs> we were, it was about to bust out in some kind of an Axel Foley type thing. <laughs> it was a. I, I guess I should have judged it more than uh, based on the first three or four seconds. Of it. <laughs> <laughs> that was for the only three or four seconds. Right? <laughs> it, was the, it was the entire. Your, your thing. preview was the entire song. You didn't realize it. Yeah, thanks, Mike seventy seven. You son of a bitch. Son of a bitch. <laughs> What's up, bitches? How long hey, was the one that you turned down? Because you were just playing one and then rejected it. It was like two minutes long. Oh, goodness. So that's, that's why I was scrambling to try to get a replacement for it. I was like, okay, this one's good. Can you tell the audience then, guys, what is the proper amount of time for a Drunk Tank theme song? I think 30 in? seconds is good. Griffin, what's the optimal length? For a – why are you asking me? It's not my show. Okay. I think 30 seconds is good. It's uh, nice and to the point. There you go. Yes. I, I got it. Thank you. <laughs> So yesterday, we took some headshots for the company. Yeah, we did. And we took them in the brightest sunlight possible. Yeah, we did. Brandon could not figure out in his headshot why he couldn't button his shirt, his button-down shirt. And oh, so, wow. Oh, that's funny. He had it on inside out. This is uh, for our uh, otaku teeth photo. That's uh, that's awesome. That'll be one for the link dump. Yeah, make, make sure you send me that one. Man, speaking, speaking of Brandon, what, what? He, he came in yesterday very, very... Uh, I would say agitated to correct some of our inaccuracies regarding Star Trek in the last podcast. And for the first time ever, I understood why I got punched in high school. <laughs> <laughs> for the first time? It was yeah, like suddenly it dawned on you? It was like it dawned on me. I was like, I'm the guy that has to regulate here. Like, I'm going to have to take care of this. <laughs> you're just going on and on about Star Trek and you, inaccuracies. In and high school, you were like, technically, Vato, that's not ow. <laughs> <laughs> You know, actually, getting back to the headshots, the the worst part is that not only did they make it, have his face like the sun and then try to take a picture, they made us feel bad about it afterwards. They're like, well, it took us 20 minutes to Photoshop out those wrinkles. Did they really tell you <laughs> yeah, that? Yeah, they're yeah. like, you know, we've been working on this, but you had a lot of, you had a lot of wrinkles in your face. I was like, well, I was squinting. Jesus. Also, it was like a surprise headshot day. No, the, the, <laughs> no, no, they the, the headshots were announced. Were they? Yeah. yeah. I was not aware. Well, you but, should read your email occasionally. I don't. <laughs> you can't make me. Yeah, the other day, uh, just so cool for email. Jeff came up to me and was like, "Hey, are you, have you sent me the shipping info for that convention we're going to?" I was like, "Yeah, I sent it two weeks ago." He's like, "Oh," um, and I was like, "Did you look at the hotels I sent you?" Also, he's like, "Oh, I didn't get that email." I was like, "I, I, I sent it on the 14th. I see it right here." He's like, "Oh, yeah, I, I do have it." Yeah, look, man, I get a lot of email. <laughs> oh, okay, so now who's popular? Th- things have only gotten no. It's not. I mean, <laughs> it's just I, we got the achievement hunter receives a lot of email, mm-hmm. so it's hard to keep up, man. It's really hard to keep up. You don't understand. It's I noticed you're not saying you actually process any of that email at all. You're just saying you get a I lot try. and then it's hard to keep up. That's all you're saying. I sat at home last night until midnight and I went through about 150 horse emails. Those take time because you got to download the maps and check them out. It's a lot of work. It's it's a, it sounds like a rough life. It's not. I'm not complaining. I'm just saying that's why I, I, some some emails get uh, fall through the cracks. Just thinking that somebody. It's just it. the ones from Gus. Yeah, I ju- guess. just mine apparently. <laughs> All the horse ones get processed because horse comes out just fine. No, I'm about two thousand behind on horse. I will admit sometimes when somebody sends out an email and I see that Matt has already replied to it, I don't read either. <laughs> I figure if Matt's replied to it, that's good enough. <laughs> yeah. File it. It goes into. I have a folder called Biz. Biz goes right in there. <laughs> that's all there is to it. Do you think if you use the entire word business, you would take it more seriously? <laughs> no, I don't think so. It's like I'm fast moving. I'm like Jeff. I got so many. It's hard to keep up. <laughs> it's better than business. Business. <laughs> <laughs> That's like the less serious emails. <laughs> There's so much business going on. The, I, uh, how much email do you think you receive in a day? Pieces, individual pieces of email. Individual pieces of mail, be including spam or non-spam. Just let's say something that you're expected to read and then respond to. 
Uh, I'm gonna go in the. I'm gonna say about 200 to 250. But that's mostly fails of the week submissions, horse submissions, and tip line males. Mm-hmm. You cut that out, and it's more like seventy-five. Yeah, that's. What I, th- I think I'm sitting at the eighty mark, where yeah. I have to process and reply to about eighty emails. And I've always wondered, like, guy, a guy working at a company fifty years ago, he had a phone on his desk, and that was it. He had a tray, a wooden tray with an inbox on it. Some dude came by with a cart and put stuff in the inbox, physical like mail inbox on his desk. How many people do you think that guy talked to in a day or interacted with in a day? God, I don't know. If it was five, five would maybe? that be like a crazy day? Yeah. I bet, though, that you probably got a lot more phone calls back then. And that was – I mean, being on the phone is way more irritating. I, I than bet your an secretary email. And that guy, right, had, that guy had a secretary who did uh, stuff for him. Yeah, and, screened him, yeah. And they had a uh, – they had like a secretary pool where they cranked out all the letters and all the correspondence. There were like 40 women in a room with typewriters. Yeah. I managed, to, I managed to only send 27 emails yesterday. I feel like that's an accomplishment. Yeah, good for you. That means 112 people went unanswered. <laughs> <laughs> but none of those were Jeff. Yeah, that's true. Hey, speaking of 50 years ago, I was uh, on Xbox Live last night, <laughs> and uh, I was looking – there was just like – it was just on in the background while Griffin and I were doing something or other. And uh, I noticed that there was an ad for some new car. I think it was a Chevy Cruiser, but it was C-R-U-Z-E-R. Yeah. It was Cruise. The Cruise. Yeah. The Cruise. And I got I got to thinking like that's totally normal to me that they took a, a name and spelled it wrong intentionally to be hip. But like you think like even twenty five years ago, if Chevy would have come out with a car that was misspelled for effect, they would have been laughed out of the, off the planet, right? I'm trying to think. You've got to be one. There, I would think so too, but I can't come up with one. I know. I'm trying to think of the first one like that. I know the Aztec had the K instead of a C mm-hmm. or Pontiac, and that was probably like ten or eleven years ago. But that really got me thinking last night, like. I don't know. Like my first car was a was a, a Ford Escort pickup truck, and then I had a Buick Century. You know, my parents had a Sunbird, they, but I can't think of well, I could any argue, kind of like wacky spelling. Uh, I could argue that the GTO is a misspelling of got. You could. <laughs> <laughs> they even called that car the Goat. Actually, did they really? That's yeah. the nickname for the GTO. Yep. I can't think of one. I can't even think of like. I mean, there's the, there's one that just made up like the Edsel was not. Mm-hmm. Named after anything, right? You had stuff like a Nova, but that—I mean, that, that's about as wacky as it got, right? There was the Volkswagen thing that was spelled correctly. Yeah, but those well, are Nova words. isn't spelled. Yeah. yeah, Nova's a word. Yeah, no, I know. I know it's a word, but it's a little out there. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, like, it's you're, you're out there. Like yeah. Lumina, yeah, or Corolla, <laughs> yeah. Those don't mean anything at all. <laughs> Chevette, Chevette, Camry, Camry. None of this stuff makes any sense. Yeah, yeah, like Mustang. but they're not misspelled. <laughs> <laughs> well, how would you know? Like, what the fuck is camera? I mean, I what is a camera? When you make up the word, you get to you're allowed to spell it however you want. Yeah, I had, a, I had my when my kid was five. He asked me, he was learning to read, and he was asking me just coming up with letter combinations. Like he said, "What does J U P spell?" And I said, "That doesn't spell anything." He goes, "What?" He goes, "How does that not spell anything?" Because he'd go through like R E D. What does that spell? You know, and uh, I can't O R E. What does that spell? And I give him the words, and he said, "Like J U P. What is that?" And I said, "That's not anything. That's not a word." He goes, "It has to be." I said, why, why does it have to be a word? He goes, well, why would they make four-letter words if they hadn't used up all the three-letter words? I think about that all the time. Yeah. That's a really good question. Why did we move on to four-letter words if we hadn't used up all the combinations? Absolutely. What a highly inefficient language we have, Gus. Horrible. Well, it just wasn't ever – I mean it started I, off like spoken and then you know, letters came later. Still, do you think there would have been some guy at some point that would have been like, hey, guys, we don't need four syllables. We got ju- – nobody's used jupe yet. Come on. Yeah. 
It would be a lot easier well, on everybody. Better than German where they just like clump words together and if they need a new word, they just add on more at the end. Yeah, and they end up with yeah. those super long compound words. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're like, why do we call this Schadenfreude when mm-hmm. we could call it Jupe? <laughs> or save, save everybody. Yeah, exactly. Save it everybody actually, it fucking would be, hand cramps when they're fucking writing out letters in long form. It would be Yupa, actually. <laughs> there you go. So you're saying that the language came from spoken language. So what well, is, I mean, I think originally, right? Like, I, mean, I don't know. Yeah, I'm, I'm, it, I'm sure. Like when you're developing language, you you're, you're you're trying to talk to vocalize it. Yeah. And then later, after it's matured, then you start writing it. Mm-hmm. Gus, let's be honest. Nobody in this room is going to develop a language. <laughs> <laughs> we're all past I, I, I that point. The indefinite pronoun "you," not you specifically. <laughs> what is now? You were you and Matt were talking about a language that was made up, like created by by like recently created. People are always doing stupid stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, but what was the language? Do you remember Pig the Latin. Name? No, no, no. I have no idea. Pig Latin is wasn't, not a language. Wasn't Sanskrit created like that? Was it? Sanskrit is really, really old. Isn't I think it, it was jupe. <laughs> Jupanese. <laughs> no, there's some kind of like modern language that was like created combining like Latin roots with some. You were telling me, I swear we were having this conversation the other day. I think Matt was saying that, yeah. Oh, okay. Well, there was like, there's always something like that where people are Esperanto. Having a bright idea. Uh, yeah, that's it. That they're going to change something fundamental in everyone else's life. Like, do you remember when Swatch came up with the new time? Yeah, it was. Didn't they call it Internet Time? No, what, no, it wasn't Internet beats. Time. Beats. That's what. Yeah, yeah. And stupid. There was like ten beats in a megabeat and ten <laughs> megabeats in a day. Something like that. <laughs> Which was a you know what? Though, we make fun of them now, but had that worked, we'd all be wearing swatches right now. That's true. We all adopted new time. This this podcast would be 26 beats long and everybody would know it. <laughs> um, that'd be funny as an experiment just to get like your group of friends to like follow the new time. See how how easy it is to adapt if you have your friends behind you. Yeah, with this group, it'd be everybody's five beats late everywhere yeah. they go. Has this group ever shown up anywhere on time no. at the same time? You're, you're a hectobeat late. Where the hell were you? <laughs> hectobeat. <laughs> Do we even care anymore? It's no. like a lot of times, like uh, Gus uh, is probably the worst offender of this. It's at what point is Gus late, or Gus has just stood us up and he's not coming? Yeah, <laughs> what, is it, what does it matter? How does that, how does that process work in your head? Like when you we're all it's, getting together somewhere and you know you're not going to go, Gus. It's I don't say anything to avoid the bitching. It's easier to deal with yeah. the post post missed event bitching than the pre I'm not going to the event. Yeah, bitching. there's still because there's still a chance they might try to encourage yeah. you to go. If you get the pre bitching, you're also going to get the post bitching. That's a good if point. You, if you lie, then you just get the post bitching. You know what I've done to counteract that? I double bitch up later. <laughs> you know what? I got to say, out of anybody I know, you probably spend more time concentrating on how to eliminate uh, annoyances to you than yeah. anyone else. You <laughs> put a lot of thought into everything you do. I don't know to if I go that far. Your annoyance. No, I, I, I do, do try to minimize annoyances, but I don't think it's like a big part of my life or anything. I do. <laughs> it's all about going home and playing WoW. You don't. You don't have like social anxiety. You have like social psychopathy. <laughs> you actively want to destroy social interactions with other awesome. people. When Gus and I used to live together, it was the worst because he and I both. When speaking of social anxiety, we both hate to do stuff like answer the door or order call the people. pizza. Yeah, or call or talk on the phone at any point. And so it would be like on it would be a fight over who was going to order pizza. Mm-hmm. And thank God the internet helped that out. Yeah. And then it was a fight who would answer the front door. And sometimes yeah. one of us would run into the money. hallway and just stand there, and the other person would have to go. Fuck. Yeah, that's what you do now. At yeah, the house. but you, you <laughs> fall for it every time. <laughs> yeah. No, because I eventually would like to have my pizza. Yeah, he'll do it in the store. Like he will not ask where something is in a store. Like if we get a Home Depot and yeah. we need to find something, he would rather wander around for an hour looking for it well, rather than ask somebody. Well, with me, I, I, I want to make the effort to look for it before I ask. I mm-hmm. do something better than that. If Griffin is finally like, I'm going to ask. I'm just going to go ask the guy. I'll go, okay, and then I'll just walk away from her and go to a different yeah. aisle and, and then, find her <laughs> later. then I find the fucking thing and then I got to go find Jeff because he's hiding. <laughs> 
That's really funny. I, I do. Did I you, do the same thing. Did you just motion for him to turn me down? You sound a little hot. Sorry. No, no problem. <laughs> no. I should turn down your hotness. You're too hot for the mic. <laughs> yeah. No, I do. The, I do the same thing. I, a big part of my life that I think I miss out on is that I never sell anything. I buy things a lot, but I don't sell the things on the back end because I don't want to deal with selling to somebody. Like Craigslist is a nightmare to me. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like even putting something out on the curb and saying, "Hey, I've got this thing available. Come get it." I just know that person is going to be a part of my life for far too long. Mm-hmm. I totally yeah, understand. I, that's why I don't know if you've noticed, but I have a receiver and a laptop under my desk that I've been meaning to put on Craigslist for like a month and a half, but I just can't bring myself to do it because I don't want to deal with the person that's going to buy it. Yep. If anybody wants to buy Gus's receiver or laptop uh, and not make eye contact with them while you're doing it, <laughs> just email uh, yeah. sales at roosterteeth.com. <laughs> He'll set up a meeting which you won't show up to. Yeah. <laughs> I'll tell you I'll be there. <laughs> and then Griffin can bitch about it later. <laughs> <laughs> See, it's perfect. Everyone has a role. See, everyone has something to do. It makes it validates everyone's existence. There here. you go. No, but there's a, there's a lot of stuff like that. I mean, that where I just don't want to deal with the situation. So it's a perfectly normal part of life, and I'm just like, oh, I just want to. I don't want to like go through that social interaction to deal with it. And so I I miss out on returning things. Another thing too, I just don't want to go through the trouble of like shipping something back. I buy a lot of stuff from Amazon. Almost everything I buy now, I buy from Amazon because I have that free shipping service. Mm-hmm. And so. The idea, I, like we got a my my kid, he asked for a chocolate fountain for Christmas. It was the number one thing <laughs> on his Christmas list. He talked about it for six months. Where did he fountain. see a chocolate fountain in the first place? He saw it in a um, gosh, he saw it I think in an iPhone game or an iPad. Game. Oh, really? Huh. Yeah, and it was like in one of those like where you run the diner, mm-hmm. and one of the items you could buy to decorate was a chocolate fountain. And he's like, "That is amazing." I said, "You know, those really exist." And it's immediately one of those things you wish you could take back. Yeah. Because he was like, I'm going to ask for Santa. He's five. And he's like, I've got a chocolate fountain. So we got the chocolate fountain, and it was broken out of the box. Oh, no. Uh, He's the only one present. Take him to to visit the one at uh, Whole Foods. Is there one there? Yeah. Yeah, They have like a whole chocolate area, and they have the chocolate fountain, and you can ask for things to be dipped. And they'll dip it right there in front of you. I think he wants to just like stick his his hands in it. (laughs) I think that chocolate's super hot, by the way. What is melted? Um, it is. I don't think it's super, super hot, but yeah, I don't cho- know if you want your kid sticking his finger. Chocolate has a low melting point. It's probably right around 100 degrees, I bet. I don't know. I would imagine that if I'm at Whole Foods, yeah, I don't want my kids sticking his head in their <laughs> chocolate fountain. I'd they, be buying four pounds of chocolate. They probably don't want that either. They have it you, should, you should take him to the to the Bellagio, to that crepe place that has that giant <laughs> chocolate fountain. Bellagio. <laughs> yeah, I take a five-year-old there. Yeah, in Vegas, they have the... It's like the world's biggest chocolate fountain or something, right? Yeah, but I mean, how many are there? Yeah. You know? <laughs> I know what you're talking about, though. It starts like 30 feet up, and it's like bowls with funnels, you know, like the, with a the spout on the bowl. Yeah. And it's little channels, and it runs, runs through, and there's like three different kinds of chocolate that run through this thing. It's pretty crazy. Crisscrossing through the... I place. can I can see Griffin booking the fucking flight right now in her head. <laughs> I don't jump in. Is that her first swear word for the day? What's we that? were running so clean. Uh, well, leave well, it leave it to Jeff to ruin it. I uh, I actually get messages from kids. You know, there's that one kid on the site who counts all of your swear words and he uh-huh. makes the pie chart. Uh-huh. He sent me a list of swear words I don't say enough the other day. Yeah, he was like, "Hey, you should mention some of these because you, you're deficient on these." On what, the what, what, what what were your deficient square, swear words? I don't remember. I, I don't remember. I developed a stammering problem there for a yeah. second. Whatever they were, they weren't in my, my normal repertoire. So, mm. Anybody watch the championship games from this weekend, from the NFL? No. I missed, I missed them both. I was on the road. Well, for those of you who care about such a thing, the uh, Super Bowl looks like it's going to be the Steelers versus the Packers. I did read a report saying this could be the, most, uh, the largest money-making Super Bowl of all time. I would imagine. 
honestly that the NFL was crying a little bit over the fact that they didn't have a New York versus Chicago mm. Super Bowl because those are the two teams that lost. And, you know, those are two pretty big markets. Yeah. I mean, just if you have some interest in those or people that live around those areas, I mean, it, that could be a huge one. Isn't every Super Bowl the biggest money-making Super Bowl ever? Like, I would think it would just grow. There's, like, Super Bowls that decline? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. They, they, they made a point of saying that, like, because of those two teams, this will be, like, the biggest Super Bowl of all time. And the, there's going to be record profits to be made. Really? But what, what you're saying does make sense. Yeah, it seems like it would always With grow. inflation and everything else. Yeah. But, you know. For those of you who are not familiar with those two teams, they are located in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, and Green Bay, Wisconsin. Yep. Not exactly the two of the biggest markets. I understand they have a lot of history in the NFL, but I don't, do you know enough about international sports like soccer to say, like, what would be the Do you, do you know, do you know anyone who's ever been to Green Bay? No, I think it's just Milwaukee, isn't it? Yeah. It's like New England Patriots. It's just it's Boston's football team, yeah, but they but call it New England. Yeah, but on the Green, site lives in Wisconsin. Yeah, but Green Bay's a city. Yeah, it is. Kind of like the way Round Rock is a city. I don't know. About it's a that. suburb of Austin. I don't know. I, I think Green Bay. I don't think it's attached to Milwaukee. Or like New England is a city, but it's really Boston. Yeah. <laughs> I'm looking it up now. By the way, yeah, I feel like I know enough about uh, about uh, international sports. Right. Like a big game would be like Man United versus AC Milan. Does that sound about right, Gus? But aren't those like yeah. aren't those huge teams now? Yeah. I mean, that would be like that would be the equivalent today of like Patriots versus Saints. Yeah, you know, sure. two two big teams now. I mean, these are classically popular teams. Mm-hmm. I mean, they, they they were big in the seventies. You yeah. know, Green Bay's one hundred and fourteen miles away from Milwaukee. I'll tell you who wouldn't be on that list: the Tottenham Spurs, Gavin's favorite team. <laughs> One time when he I was hates in, when you make fun of this team, I was in the UK and it was the day it was the night that. Uh, Arsenal played Manchester United. Sure. That was a very fun night at the bar. Big game. Yeah. You know, people in the UK fight a lot. I didn't know that. (laughs) The UK is actually the only place in the world where I I have stepped over a pool of blood outside of a pub. It's it's the origin of the hooligans, right? I mean, the UK, that's like their their claim to to soccer, soccer violence. You know, Griffin and I were in London last year during the World Cup Finals. Mm-hmm. And we actually thought, let's go to a bar and watch the game. We couldn't even get inside, like the game. The game. I'm gonna say the game started at like three or four in the afternoon, and we were walking around at nine a.m. And all the bars had signs up: "Sorry, no vacancies. Everything's booked up. Can't walk in the bar." Like you couldn't walk into a bar at nine a.m. that day. Wow. People just went and camped out for like ten, twelve hours, and they had people that would go and just like just like. Just a little pub, like we were in the night before, and I'd be like, so you got to expect a lot of people uh, for the for the game tomorrow? And they'd be like, oh, yeah, we're booked up. And they're like, what does that mean? And they're like, people reserve tables. They have to put like 200 quid down to reserve a table wow. or whatever. And uh, and they've, they've done it months and months and months in advance. And so we uh, we watched the game in the hotel because when, there's nowhere else in England to watch it. Yeah, when England got uh, eliminated almost immediately, those people who put all that money down to reserve a table must have been really pissed off. Well, there's no, there's, there's no English people in London, so. They oh, it was care. all people cheering for other. <laughs> yeah. What do you mean by that? Is it all just a bunch of people from other countries? Yeah, it's, pretty much. It's like a ma- like any other major city where it just it's feels a big like mix. There's lots and lots of people from all over. What is the most diversity you've ever been in? London's pretty diverse. Um, oh gosh, I don't know. Last time I was in Toronto, I was really surprised by how diverse that city is. Really? Yeah, really, really surprised. <clears throat> I think London or Paris for me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I thought Canada. Canada. I thought Canada was all you know. French people and other kinds of white people, essentially. I'll tell you a city that's not very diverse. That's Austin. No, I, I'll, not I'll the agree most with diverse that. city in the world. Well, no. I mean, we're we're not we're about half white, half Hispanic, though. So, mm-hmm. I mean, in terms of like 
You think there's, you think it's that much Hispanic? I think uh, no, like, I think I San think Antonio is more like that. What yeah. do you think the breakdown in San Antonio is? San Antonio is probably 60-40 Hispanic. Yeah, 60% mm-hmm. Hispanic? Yeah. Yeah, that's about an hour south of us. So, yeah, I mean, but I mean, you could say it's not diverse, but it's not homogeneous either, you know? No, but it's like 50-50 and then Monty, essentially. <laughs> I have a new dog. I saw that. Lincoln. He's sleepy. He's sitting here sleeping. Mm-hmm. He had surgery the other day, so he's here at the office recuperating with me. Poor guy. We, okay. we also have another dog. You and I like to make the same mistake around the same time. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Well, the dog wasn't my choice, but the dog turned out good. Yeah, we, the dog we, wasn't my choice either. We've but. been uh, so envious of the fact that he's not peeing on the carpet right now. Oh, yeah. He's just laying there. He's old. I got an older dog, though. You guys got a brand new puppy. Yeah. You people are maniacs. Yeah, he's already half that size. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, he's about, he's, she, she is about 26 or 27 pounds. Yeah, I think she's, she's 11 she's weeks grown. old. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. That's a, that's a huge dog. Yeah, she's going to be about 160, they say. Crazy. Yeah. They being the scientists. <laughs> scientists. Yeah. Your dog already made a... Uh, your dog, Bernie, already made an escape from the office once. He did. That was kind of creepy. We actually had to use our, our cameras. We have security cameras all over the place. We had to, like, track and see which way he went. And it was really weird because he went to the uh, this, this place next door where they sell... Place things to put your marijuana in. <laughs> that's, that's how the business was described. And microscopes to look at your marijuana. Yeah. <laughs> that's how it was described. And I even made the joke. They said, I said, what do y'all do here? They said, uh, we make jars and other things to put your marijuana in. And I made a joke. Oh, you mean like you make jars and things and people can just happen to put marijuana in? She goes, no, they're for marijuana. <laughs> do they have a storefront? What? No, no, it's just uh, internet sales. Oh, okay. They were featured in Weeds or something like that? Yeah, they then... did uh, some set decoration in the, the, the series Weeds. And I guess that, that was their, like, breakout moment. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wait a minute. People that like drugs watch Weeds? <laughs> <laughs> they also did on 7th Heaven, which seems weird. <laughs> really weird endorsement. <laughs> yeah, so they had him, and they uh, they took care of him. And he, he's, a, he's a very happy dog and very happy to see other people. Was he wearing, like, a Rasta beret when he came back? No, he was fine. No, okay. he's fine. He, he could even walk a straight line and everything. He was good. We've, something we noticed about our dog, she does not like to take walks, which is the first time I've ever had a dog like that. So we have to pick her up and carry her down to the end of the road and set her down, and then she'll run back to the house because she does not like well, leaving I, the house. Why, why, why do you force her to take walks if she doesn't want to then? Because she just to to destroys the, the house if she doesn't get the energy out, but uh, she won't walk anywhere. I figured out a solution last night. I pick her up, and I walk her... Down the block, take a right to the next block, and then if I spin in a circle five times and I set her down, <laughs> she doesn't know where the fuck she is. And so she'll just follow you. That's the only way I can get that dog what, to take what, a walk. What you should do is, like what Griffin said, is you should take her to like the end of the block, but take her in a wagon. Then when you get to the end of the block, you just sit in the wagon and put the leash on her and let her pull you back to the house. It's not about it. It's like an extra workout and you get a free ride. Mm. I, saw some, I saw some dude going through our, our neighborhood the other day. He was on a skateboard, and he had, like, kind of a big dog leashed, and the dog was running, and the dude was, like, getting pulled while on the skateboard, and he was going down the scre- street screaming, Woo! <laughs> like, at the top of his lungs. <laughs> it was awesome. That is awesome. <laughs> Have you seen that guy in town that has the cat that rides on his shoulders while he bikes around? Yeah. Like, he's a, he rides a bicycle, and he has this cat that just, like, purchases... Oh, his cat's named Lucky, I think. Yeah, I've seen that And, he, like, he just runs around, the, around town, and the cat just hangs out on his shoulders. It's awesome. You know what the stupidest thing about that is? First of all, it's so stupid that, that the guy does that. But I know he picks up girls with that. Oh, I know, oh I, know, I know that works. I know how dumb that is, but I know he picks up girls Dude, for him. I, I, I talked to him. tell you, my dog is such a chick magnet. Having a, That's all it takes is a cute animal. Jesus I was telling Christ. Joel that. Yeah. He really, seriously, the other day you were doing, you were working, and I went out to, like, coffee with him. Yeah, Molly. and you sent me a text like, oh, my God, there's so many girls talking to me. This dog is so It was, like, nine <laughs> hot chicks came up just to talk to the dog. It was great. 
It was how awesome. Do you, how do you work yourself into that? You mix? put like you get like a five year old, like a cute little blonde five year old kid, and then like a cute puppy, and that's it. It's like, like, it's like the more attached like, you are, like the more it it's like taking a, it. a ticket on the vagina. You, you say that like you're so surprised to hear that, Griffin. What an what amazing like, thing! Oh, he's obviously a, a, a wonderful husband and father. I've got to get in on that. <laughs> I, just, I was trying to get. How the can dog. I make that mine? <laughs> want to get the dog and the kid out of the house? You know, you don't want to keep them cooped up. <laughs> it's the only time you get motivated is when I'm not around and you can benefit from our animals. <laughs> I'm just thinking about it. And then the daughter. dog won't walk. <laughs> <laughs> it's like it just lays there. Just write, yeah. it, just write it off. Oh, she just had surgery or something. There yeah. you go. Then sympathy. Yeah. <laughs> I, I wonder, like, if if you went to take your dog for a walk and you brought Jack with you, which would make it less distance? <laughs> like, would it be Jack or the dog? <laughs> which one would you be dragging? Would you have to pick Jack up and spin him in a circle? <laughs> oh, my God. I hope not. That would be hard. We have pedometers now that Jack and I have these little contests. Well, I got one. Yeah, oh, yeah, you have one too. They're called Fitbits, and we like them a lot. 1486 so far today. I have 1578. Oh. I have 1,578 steps. So how do, how do do you know how how they work? Do they have an accelerometer and measure like every time they, they go down? And does it count that as a step? Okay, Brainiac. Yeah. I, was just saying, you're, I thought it was magic. I'm going to you explain it that way. <laughs> I'm going to go with your explanation. <laughs> I just don't understand how, how they count steps. I know I can't fake it. Like if I pick it up and like shake it, it doesn't register yeah. a step. What if you shake your hips? <laughs> There's no shaking. My hips. <laughs> no, you don't. You get none of them. You want to try? Are you wearing yours, Jeff? I'm wearing mine. Okay, I'm, I'm gonna, gonna do a little hula your... dance here. Let's see. I'm at 1584 now. After I said that, so I must have triggered something because I just triggered six steps somehow while I was funking with it. Yeah, I'm saying funking. I'm trying to protect the uh, integrity. Gee, Lord, I'm gonna kill myself. I did three hip thrusts and got one step. So and three hip thrust equals one step. So when we have sex, it's like the it's like <laughs> I, oh, when you and I have like an a, average time of step. It's like I or an average night of sex. It's like I took four steps. Yeah, I just, <laughs> I just did a little shimmying. I picked up ten steps. So <laughs> well, it actually takes it does take more uh, energy to shimmy. So that's what y'all should do. I guess it's just activity. There you go. But the cool thing I like about it is it will also log when you sleep. And so you can see, like, how well you're sleeping. Yeah, I don't know how to do that part. You have to show that to me. All what you do, what do you mean? There's like, one button. Just hold the button. That's all you ever do. I just hold the button? Yep. And it says For start. How, how long do I hold it? Until it says start. What, what do you mean it logs how you sleep? Like, it logs how you to- how much you toss and turn in your sleep? Yep. And you can see a graph of your sleep and see, like, your rhythms of when you okay. wake up. I didn't care at all about this product till right now. It's awesome. Now I want to see. Like, I want to see that graph and see how, how well I sleep. You can see how well you sleep. Does yep. it also keep track of your, like, consumption, like, your calories or whatever? Well, if you, if you have to enter it in on the website. Oh, I see. But okay. they make it pretty easy for you. Yeah. Like, you, you find out pretty quickly, like, you have to enter in the food. Well, they ha- it has, like, a pre-sorted list of foods, and then if your stuff's not on it, you can add it in, and then you realize pretty quickly that you only eat, like, 14 things You ever. only eat 14 things. Yeah. It's true. Huh. You also realize that anything you eat in a restaurant has about 45 times the amount of your daily intake of sodium that you're required to have. Mm-hmm. So this is, like, the story of everything these days. Like, anything you eat has, like, a billion times the amount of sodium I don't well, know why that is. Because it tastes better than not having it's sodium. It's either sodium and or sugar, it seems like. Yeah. The other day, I was when I was uh, flying back from D.C., I stopped at a layover at the Chicago airport. And I had I ate at McDonald's there for the first uh, – I can't remember the last time I ate at McDonald's. And I had a Big Mac, and I felt like I was eating fake food. Like mm-hmm. I ate it, I got on the plane, and I was like, I'm still hungry. I feel like I didn't eat anything. Then when I landed back in Austin, I had to, I had to eat something. Also, did you did it feel like you swallowed a brick? Like it – like – you chew it up and it separates as it goes down your, into your stomach and then it recongeals into like this giant mass. 
No, I didn't, I didn't experience that, thank yeah, God. That's, that's that what would, I feel like any time I eat at McDonald's. I don't have my computer in front of me, but you should look it up. Did you guys read the statistic where Taco Bell is being oh, sued yeah. yep, because their ground beef only contains 36% beef? Yep. Yeah, and it doesn't meet what the... Else, does the, it say what else is in it? Yes, it Extenders, does. one of which is sand. <laughs> <laughs> Some kind of silica that it's essentially like, just means sand. It's like a, there's like a garlic substitute, and I don't know what else. Oh, but, here it is. It's... Uh, uh, beef, water, isolated oat product, salt, chili pepper, onion powder, tomato powder, oats, soy lecithin, yeah. sugar, spices, malodextrin, uh, soybean oil, garlic powder. I mean, it's a long list now. What point. is malodextrin? I see that all the time. It's it's a polysaccharide. Oh, thank you. That is absorbed as glucose. Are you a supervillain? No, I'm reading what it says right okay. in front of me. <laughs> you think I knew that off the top of my head? I did. I, I have did, I no did idea what the fuck that is. I do think you know that. <laughs> Yeah, so it's uh, and it's only thirty six percent beef, but it's delicious. Yeah. Let's be honest. I know what I'm having for dinner, <laughs> oh, for lunch. I mean, so yeah, so we so we log these, but Jack ends up with the goal is to try to get ten thousand steps a day. I mean, that's just right. Like, it, basically, the only way that anything works for us in this office is if we try to turn it into some kind of game with a score. Yeah, and so try to hit ten thousand steps in a day, and then we can all rank against each other. Like Carrie has one, Matt has one, Jack has one, Jeff one has one, and I have one. Sounds Jack, like Gus is about to have one. Yeah, it sounds like Gus is about to get one. I think Jack gets about, on average, about 1,900 steps a day. I think if Jack wanted to, he could go 24 hours without taking 100 steps. Well, that's actually what Brandon said. Brandon said he wants to get one to see how few steps he can get in a Do day. Do like that, uh, <laughs> that portal achievement. Yes, totally like that. I, did, okay. I had that achievement. I know you do. Yikes. Okay, last thing I'm going to say about this Taco Bell thing. The USDA says any food labeled as meat taco filling should have at least 40% fresh meat. Fucking really? Are you now they serious? want it fresh? Oh, <laughs> so the Taco Bell, even though it's only – thank huh. you, thank you, Lincoln. So even though Taco Bell has only 36% beef, it's barely missing the USDA guideline to be qual- oh, qualified man. as a um, meat taco filling. I wonder how much money it's going to cost them to bump it up that 4%. But think about it. It's another 11% beef on top of what they already have. That's true. Like 4%, yeah. No, roughly. 4%, right? 4%. Well, yeah, 4%. 4% of 36 is uh, 11. 4% of 36? What? No, you said it has to be 40% and they're at 36%. Okay. That's to be 40. Uh, let's be another 4% of overall total volume. Yeah. I'm talking another 11% of volume of beef. Oh, I see what you're saying. What? You are a super villain. <laughs> you should stop that. I love how you keep saying, oh, I see what you're saying. It's not true. Is that just to move yeah, the conversation it's, along? It's another 4% of the 36. That's 9. It's one ninth, which is 11%. Okay. Is it true? Yeah, one ninth is eleven percent. Really? Because eleven times nine is ninety nine. I need eleven point one one one. Get you by taxes. They need eleven percent more beef than what they currently <laughs> have. So if they have thirty six grams out of hundred grams of beef, and they need forty grams of beef, they need four more grams of thirty six grams, and that's eleven percent. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. <gasps> Holy cow! <laughs> you guys are boring me. By the way, this is how chicks get in. <laughs> <laughs> see, I see. That's why I have to have a dog. To, to mask the uh, <laughs> the beef counting. <laughs> beef counting. I love this dog is distracting hell of me. Now he's licking himself, which is good. He also oh. has kind of awful breath. I don't know if you noticed when did, he walked by earlier. He's probably licking himself. The, uh, the Taco Bell discussion also made me think about this. Did you hear that? Uh, oh, no, I think he, he has a flatulence problem. That is a problem oh. with his dog. He does have toots, dog toots. Gross. Yeah, it's gross. At, uh, at Cornell, I guess a group of researchers are working on making a 3D printer that prints food. What? Yeah, yeah. I guess they have it working in a very rudimentary fashion right now, and uh, they're working on uh, expanding it. It makes turkey, Gus said. A turkey and uh, chocolate. Like right now, they no, can, they... it's not turkey. It's 
It's murky. I don't know what you call that. It's fake turkey. Murky. <laughs> and, and you know Best Buy's not going to have the fucking refills for that printer. So when you <laughs> – when you, do, you, do you just take like turkey paste and like plug it in and it just squirts it out in like a fashion? Or does it like actually – you said it had like – Okay, when you say it like that, it sounds awesome. <laughs> I mean does it take that like already – does it take the substance that's already there okay. and put, push it into a form, or does it? Here's how it describes it: It prints domes <laughs> of turkey on a cutting board. Domes. So domes. If you're if you're like if you get a toner low sign and you're you're out of cyan, does your turkey come out like blue? <laughs> yeah, like if it comes off color. We need uh, we need more photo magenta in the turkey printer. <laughs> yeah, I'm out of turkey magenta. <laughs> You know, this does remind me of a conversation we had the other day, though. Tomorrow we have showing up here, a, a like a glass fridge that's dedicated for just drinks. Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Well, we're uh, we're a software production company. That's right. You got to have one of those. Yeah, you have to have one of those. We got to have some place for our blue sky sodas, right? Talking rain, <laughs> talking rain, and uh, so that that's showing up tomorrow, and then. Now, then the discussion came of what are, how are we going to stock this thing because nobody wants to be the person who goes to Costco to pick up all the stuff, right? And then what are we going to put in it? And People were upset with me because I categorically refuse to buy bottled water. I just – I think bottled water is one of the stupidest things on the planet. It's a sham. It's a total sham, right? Yeah. Drink your fucking tap water. Here, Gus, let, here, we'll use Jeff. Jeff is an everyday everyman, right? I am everyman. Okay. What is something that you enjoy drinking? Anything. Bottled water. No, no. Okay. <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, Jack Daniels. Jack Daniels. Okay. Let me tell you this. Let's say I have a thing that I can stall in your house, and it goes in your sink. It'll be next to your sink. Okay. And it'll be a tap that when you use it, it comes out as Jack Daniels, and it's right there, and you never have to go anywhere and get Jack Daniels. And it's better quality Jack Daniels than what you get in the store, and it could be there at your sink whenever you want Jack Daniels. But does it taste as good as Jack Daniels from the bottle? It'd be better quality, yes. But does it taste as good? See, here's his taste is good. Oh, come on. Okay, taste taste, I'll, taste is subjective. The, okay. Would you, would you pay for that tap in your house to have a Jack Daniels tap? Let's even bring it down. Wait, so you're you not, let's assume you're not going to kill yourself. $8 a month. What about a Lone Star tap? Like, would you pay, <laughs> me, would you pay somebody $500 to put a Lone Star tap where you never have to fill it up? It automatically has Lone Star in it at all points in time, and the Lone Star comes out at like $0.08 cents a gallon. Yes, I would. Right. Yes. And people have that in their house now with water, and they still go out and buy water. Well, according to my wife, all the water in Austin tastes like blue algae. Not all the time, but, but there, are, there are seasons in Austin where the algae it gets out of control, and you can taste it in the water. And yeah. I couldn't even wash my face with they, it for They a while. do have algae blooms occasionally in the, the, the water, in Austin tap water. When I lived with oh, – when Gus and Jeff were living together when I first moved in with Jeff – um, they couldn't taste it or smell it. I couldn't even. I couldn't even take a shower. Like it was so gross. I was just trying to deny it to uh, mm-hmm. to make you think you were being crazy. Oh, is that right? <laughs> yeah, I, wanted, really I, I thought maybe you would think if you were imagining it. If I if I didn't acknowledge. See it. what I'm talking about, supervillain. And then maybe you would go away. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> and then Gus and Jeff would go back to their blissful lives together, <laughs> hiding from the pizza man in the hallway. <laughs> Hey, remember that crazy girl who tasted allergy and everything? <laughs> she was crazy. She was so weird. So here's what I'm taking away from this conversation. Three months a year, Griffin doesn't shower. Yes. Am I getting that right? Yeah, at least. Okay. Because unless you're showering with shower. Evian, you know, <laughs> she's still, that, that still puts her six months ahead of Matt, though. So. <laughs> I showered way less than I met Jeff. I've definitely picked it up since. She used to shower in the, she used to go jump in the river. Mm-hmm. Guy couldn't afford a shower curtain or soap. Oregon. Bullshit. No, I had really Oregon had no money. Hillbilly. I really had no money. Um, she used to brush her teeth with baking. So soda. you found soap in the river? Is what you're telling me? No, I just didn't. I didn't worry about it <laughs> because um, it's the river. No, I was I just, so attracted yeah. to her. <laughs> the river smells worse than bo, right? I mean, she was such <laughs> a breath of 
air. <laughs> I will say, I will agree with you on this, Bernie. Um, it's not good to have to drink water out of plastic or anything out of plastic. It supposedly gives you cancer. Would you jump in the river naked? No. Or you'd shower? You'd like bathe I'm some it? kind of animal. No way. <laughs> Did you say you would bathe in a swimming suit? No, you would just walk around your house naked. No. <laughs> when Jeff met me, it was summer and it was San Marcos. Hey, and I lived like Gus, a- she walked around other people's houses. Oh, yeah, that's right. I'm sorry. <laughs> um. No, I would pay paid rent, whatever. <laughs> Watching Babylon 5. <laughs> um, okay. No, but what you were saying, um, it isn't good to buy bottled water because putting anything in plastic, and especially if you leave water in the car, like in a plastic container, apparently, like, it gives you cancer. Yeah, well, it gives you that BPA, whatever that stuff yeah. is, that gives you man boobs because it makes you develop estrogen. Or you have oh, girls yeah. now. What's the, we talked about this once before. There's girls going through puberty now at the age of eight because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. of hormones and beef, and they think it might be that BPA thing too. So if you want to avoid that, feed all your young girls Taco Bell to avoid any uh, <laughs> hormone-injected beef. Taco Bell into algae water, <laughs> and then you're fine. Is, it, is the algae bad for you? Do you know, Gus, if it's like no, a health the, issue? No, it has no... No effect other than the smell. Have you really never noticed? Never. Nope. And you never noticed either, Jeff, have you? I, 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 I have noticed since then, but yeah. I, didn't, I didn't notice at the time. I had never noticed until you pointed it out. So gross. There was a time when you got into it with a waiter at a restaurant. I think it was El Mercado, actually. And you sent your water back because it tasted like blue algae, and I tasted it too. Yeah, it was bad. It's the only time I've ever noticed it. When I drink a glass of water... It's like I drink a full 16-ounce glass of water. I drink it in like 10 seconds. I don't sip water. I just, I just slam water. And the same way with Jack Daniels. What? <laughs> That's why you need the tap in your house. That's yeah. exactly what I'm getting at. No, I, I agree. I'm not, you're preaching the converted. No, water's awesome. I think when I was a kid, I didn't like drinking water. I always wanted to drink sodas. But then as I got older, I was like, water's the best thing in the world. Oh, it's fucking great. Yeah. One of my kids won't drink anything but water. Really? Yep. Teddy. Good. He won't, he won't drink anything but water. And, and chocolate from a fountain. And, and chocolate fountain, right. Exactly. That's that's the new hotness. Balances each other out, as opposed to Ben, who only drinks chocolate from. <laughs> Here's the thing, too: is he, we got him this chocolate fountain. We thought it'd be great, and it was essentially like a fifty dollars gag gift. Mm-hmm. Um, he was disappointed for about thirty seconds, and then didn't give a fuck. I mean, really, <laughs> just he hasn't talked about it since. It's yeah. been sitting in a box in my garage, waiting to go back to Amazon. Now it's probably way past the point at which I can return it. Yeah, and it's just didn't matter. Doesn't care. He's on to the next thing. Mm. Turned into a chocolate frountain. <laughs> Did you replace it with a Snickers bar? Like, hey, there we go. <laughs> no, we just we put the Snickers bar in the microwave. For he, the bowl went, of <laughs> he went and jumped on the trampoline. You remember that hamster we talked about a couple of weeks ago? Mm-hmm. It was just like that. It was like, oh, hey, what's that? <laughs> <laughs> Look at that. Let's go. Hey, so how many of the uh, Best Picture nominees did you guys see? Man, there was a couple that showed up that I didn't know anything about. I saw a couple. I didn't know what the kids are all right was. Is that on there? Yeah. yeah. You can get that on uh, iTunes. It's one of the ones I've thought about getting. It's a Mark Ruffalo film, right? I don't right. know who Mark Ruffalo is. Um, he's that dude. He, he was in... Uh, <laughs> okay. Um, You're movie, better than IMDb. <laughs> the movie with uh, Jim Carrey and Kate Winslet. Yeah, he was in that. He was in that movie, too, where like some girl died, and or he died. and Yeah, he was in that movie. That was awful. Yeah. It was, uh, it was Reese Witherspoon who died, right? Yeah, Reese, Reese Witherspoon died and haunted. So we know all of, everyone in the movie wouldn't remember any of the names of the movies. Yeah. I was just thinking about something. It would be funny if IMDb had existed. It literally could not have existed before the internet. Mm-hmm. It would have been great if it was 
if it did exist, like in like 1990, where you just call an 800 number and you're like, hey, who's that guy <laughs> in that movie with Angelina Jolie where they're fighting the cyborgs? And the person that operates is like, oh, what is that? That's um, – um, hold on a second. <laughs> they go to a filing cabinet and pull out the Angelina Jolie file. <laughs> yeah, it's like, let me talk to my manager. Hello, this is the manager. That was cyborg too, ma'am. <laughs> and they were like, thank you for calling Pueblo, Colorado. <laughs> Pueblo, Colorado. <laughs> <laughs> Did anyone ever send away for that pamphlet to no, Pueblo, I Colorado? I don't think so. God. That was like Saturday morning cartoons. Yeah. Like all the time life mystery novels and all that, or mystery books and all that shit. We're, mm-hmm. we're running the risk of dating ourselves here by talking about early 80s cartoons. <laughs> That's a good point. You know, because it's funny because we always say that with Achievement Hunter, there's always this talk about should we do a retro gaming series, like where we focus on retro games. Right. But the thing about retro gaming is nobody gives a shit about anybody else's what they consider retro games. Right. Yeah. Like, the ones you grew up playing, you're excited because you grew up playing them. Nobody else cares. Like, we could do a whole series on a boy in this blob and everybody would just complain that it wasn't Battletoads. I don't care about that. Is that a game you liked as a kid? I liked that game. Yeah, it was a this blob. Not interested. Like, if you went and played Ultima... The what is it? What I played growing up on the Commodore sixty four. I'd be like, "What the hell? This game sucks." Well, also, like, how would I find a computer that old to run it? They have they have emulators now. It's like John Titer. I'd have to be on a search to find this one fucking IBM machine, some Linux machine that adds in the zero bit column or something like that. Was that what he was looking for? You can go down to uh, Discount Electronics. I'm sure you could cobble something together uh, with uh, yeah. their their buckets of spare parts. You want to upset Brandon sometime? Yes, I do. Talk to him about the Power Rangers because he grew up watching the Power Rangers. He actually thinks that's cool, dude. We really thinks they're cool. I, I I cannot break him of that. When I know we when we were doing the shoot with Mega sixty four at my house, it was the TSA shoot. I don't think you were there at this moment because you had to go do something. But he and Rocco got into a conversation about when Power Rangers jumped the shark. <laughs> And they were so fucking serious about it. And they and apparently to it was, agreement. It was when Power Rangers went into space. Apparently that's like that that's, was the that's moment. When they, that was the moment they jumped, jumped the shark. But like Derek, Sean, Gus, and I were just standing there watching him, like in disbelief, with our jaws out. Like, it's like you lose respect for them. It's like, like I can't believe these like, are people I work with. At first, you think it's an ironic conversation, and then you feel like it's one of those Family Guy jokes that they carry on too long, and then it becomes funnier the longer they carry it on. And then you realize that they just need to be punched, and that's all there is to it. He, like, Brandon looks up stuff on Amazon, and there's, like, devices he wants to buy, like Power Rangers watches. And yeah, there was a yeah. watch, right? He yeah. showed him he, like, all the different, ra- like, wristband colors. And oh, my thing. God. Really? <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. He was the other day. Like, I, I think he was expecting me to be, like, ooh. Like, a lot, of, a lot of people say the Red Rangers watch is the best, but I like the Yellow Rangers watch because it tells time and beats. <laughs> <laughs> God oh, God. Oh, God. Okay, Brandon was showing me this watch he really wants to buy, or, like, it's a... Some Japanese line of watches that had like it doesn't the screen doesn't look anything like a, a, a typical watch and it's got a, it's a totally different way it's almost like come on in hey, hey here we are we're talking about we're you just talking about you do you want to tell everyone about those Japanese watches you're really into or tell us how cool the Power Rangers are Brandon Brandon <clears throat> Farmahini everyone I didn't say the watches were cool I said they were wanted one since I want something <laughs> doesn't mean it's cool get a, get a chair so uh, Brandon I want you to we were describing how nobody's retro is relevant to anybody else, and how... Do you want to tell us why Power Rangers is so awesome? Well, I mean, if you're that age, I mean, everybody who... What, 24? I'm 24. Monty is about 26. Monty's 29. What, really? Yeah. How? Why are you out now, Monty? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, don't, get your facts straight. If you're the right age, I mean, that's that's just kind of what you grew up with, and it was, uh, you know, at the time, really crazy. Like, a lot of cool uh, cool fighting, guys turning into monsters, monsters, t- robots turning into monsters. When did they jump the shark? Uh, when they went to cars. I thought it was when they went to space. 
No, 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 no. Cars was right before space. I mean, uh, you know, dinosaurs turning into giant robots, that's cool. Cars turning into big robots? So that's Transformers. That's Transformers. Yeah. And Voltron. Not as cool. Hmm. No. Power Rangers are awesome. And it's, it's just, it's but not the, just the, me. It, there were dinosaur Transformers. There was also a... Uh, yeah, fucking, what were they called? I don't remember. Uh, it was Grimlock and those guys. Yeah. Mega sixty four came down here a few yeah. weeks ago, and I'm not going to out him, but one. Oh, <laughs> we already yet. talked about Rocco. Oh, we, we, already, we already outed yeah, him. We, uh, we, <laughs> you tell the you, fucking Inquisition. Guys. You, you tell the story entirely differently, though. You tell it like we got together and everyone realized that we found each other. It's like we talked about this thing we had in common. Jeff says there were two idiots off on the side telling a story while everybody else stared at them. So there were, we, <laughs> we added more people into our group than you added into your group, I guarantee. Okay, so when you guys were kids, you didn't have that same thing. That dumb thing looking back now that older people thought was stupid but you loved. No, that's what we're saying. Yeah. Absolutely. That pe- other people's retro doesn't matter to anybody else. Right. We look at other people's retro and think, oh, that's stupid. Who gives a shit about your thing? Mm-hmm. Like, I think probably the dumbest thing I watched growing up was like, like Thundercats? That's garbage. Yeah, it's terrible. Mm-hmm. It's you awful. Know, that kind of stuff. But see, we can admit it's awful now. It's no, true. We can. Power Rangers are still awesome. Like, for instance, I remember Thundercats jumped the shark the day the series was pitched. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the day they turned a Richard Simmons into a cat and made him a lead character <laughs> in, a, in, a, in a show. The, the, worst, Snarf. the worst part about looking back on that series is, like, it's an 18-minute show. Six minutes are Japanese is like Japanese footage, and then another three minutes is a stock footage. So it's about four minutes of good American television, or um, just American television, or just American television. Actually, I, I can out Griffin on something here too because Millie recently dyed her hair. Had a friend dye her hair. Oh yeah, and uh, Larkin from Pajama Achievements. Larkin did it, and uh, who is a professional hairdresser? Is that the proper term? Stylist, yeah, stylist, she, yeah, cosmetologist, mm-hmm. colorist, and. Uh, <laughs> So Griffin was saying that, and I, I mean, I think it's cute and fun, and I think Griffin felt the need to say why a five-year-old is getting her hair colored a little bit. It's like a stripe. She has like a pink or green a stripe. Green stripe. Yeah. yeah, green stripe in her hair. And Griffin says when she was younger, she wanted her hair dyed like Chitara from yeah. the Thundercats. I wanted yellow. <laughs> I, begged, I begged my mom, and she was like, no. And then I begged my mom to let me dye my hair green when I was reading a book, and one of the characters had green hair, and she said no. So I said yes. So this is Griffin's way so of she compensating. Didn't even, she didn't even wait for Millie to ask. She was like, you're getting Chitara hair. <laughs> I was like, that just no, sucks. No, I think uh, Chitara hair would be almost impossible with longer hair, though. Like with short hair, you can do like the polka dots and that kind of thing, like if it's buzzed, but... You're not yeah. shaving on her head just to give her cheetah hair. No, you'd have to be like it'd have to be genetically altered, I think, for it to work. Okay, you're not genetically altering our daughter. <laughs> oh, not for that. Can I get back to the Brandon's uh, watch story? Sure, oh, yeah. absolutely. Okay, so he was showing me these crazy like Japanese watches that you, you're saying they revolutionize how you tell time, and they're like I didn't code. say it revolutionized. <laughs> <laughs> it was weird. <laughs> Go along with it. No, but you're like you kind of have to know like the code on how to tell time, and then you tried to show me how it was different from your watch, which you but you couldn't tell time with your watch, like your, your normal regular, watch. your normal watch. Yeah, because it doesn't behave like a normal watch. Like I've had <laughs> watches just like this my whole life. Well, what's what, wrong what? with it? Tell me I don't what's know. wrong I with your watch. I press a button, and then the second hand goes all the way to zero. It turns into a timer. I never got the manual. <laughs> you're right. You should get the more complicated watch. That'll work out well for you. If he already has a watch, he can't tell time. I'm gonna. I have to say with Brandon on that one. If he already has a watch, he can't tell the time with. There's nothing wrong with getting another watch that's difficult to tell <laughs> yeah, time. At with. least if you get like the code watch, people understand why you don't understand. Right. Exactly. At least <laughs> you have an excuse for not knowing what time it is when you're wearing a watch. Tokyo Flash is the name of the website. If you want to check out and see what we're talking about. Uh, okay. And, and if you're listening to the Enhanced Podcast, you can click on the link right now. <laughs> is it Tokyo Flash or Tokyo Dash Flash? Because I, I bet one of those is totally different than the other. I bet they are. <laughs> 
I bet they are. My, I made a horrible – I have a watch that I hate as well, but the reason I hate the watch is it's a super cool watch that has like a compass, an altimeter, a barometer, all that stuff in it. Mm-hmm. It's Timex outdoor watches, which mm-hmm. I'm fooling myself into buying it thinking I'm going to use all this stuff. Just in case you go – You don't uh, need a barometer. Like, just in case I like, jump out of a plane and Ex- go spelunkering and then go scuba diving. Exactly. <laughs> Remember that movie calling 1-800-IMDB? Hey, what was the movie with uh, Anthony Hopkins and Alec Baldwin with the bear? The, the bear. <laughs> yeah, the, the bear. Or right? the, the edge. The edge. That was the. Uh, that's a great movie. It is. It's a great line. That's the spirit that beat the Japanese. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, he makes a compass on the on a leaf or something like that. And I, mm-hmm. I can't do that, so I'm just gonna get the watch that does that because I'm outdoors so much. Not only do I not use the functions on the watch, but my watch gave me the ultimate fuck you. I don't. It's a solar watch, and I don't go outside enough to charge it, <laughs> and it doesn't run. I'm- both of you said I have the exact I have the exact same problem. I also have a solar watch. Every now and then I have to leave it on the dashboard of my car while I'm in here <laughs> work to charge it. Otherwise, it'll just die. That is so sad. I mean, I don't even have enough lights on in my office to charge it by like fluorescent <laughs> Why lighting. Why don't you guys just get USB powered watches? I don't be so know. much better for you. I don't know. I, it's so it's really it's really. It's it was pathetic. it was a bit of a wake up call <laughs> that I don't go in the sun enough to charge a solar watch. When I'm driving, I try to like adjust my sleeve to make sure that the watch is out and it's like positioned in the sun as I'm holding onto the steering wheel. To be fair to you, when you're spelunkering and scuba diving, I think it's you're just spelunking. not getting that much sunlight. That is true. That yeah. is true. Like so when it's I'm not your fault. When, like when I'm in my one man submarine. <laughs> <laughs> There's nothing that can be done. Actually having the dog has got me out a lot more. You know? And the, one of my kids is, is starting soccer as well, so that helps. There you go. I'm, I'm fascinated by how information spread before the internet. Like when everyone had a Nintendo, everybody's Nintendo, that had the greatest failure rate of any console that I know of. Absolutely. Yeah. Everybody's Nintendo failed at some point. Yes. And nobody complained. And everybody knew, everybody in the world knew to blow on that cartridge. Yeah, everybody. or shimmy it or... It was, it, there, there were no new breakthroughs in how to fix that. Right. Right, but how did everybody know that? Like, that you, if you blow on the contacts, it might work and it, it might take. Pin pals. That is viral information. That's yeah. correct. Don't you think that the – but you kind of blew in everything back then, like a tape. You take it out of the VCR because it was just fucked up and you, like, lift it and blow. I mean, that it's, bl- it's, isn't that, how, like, our solution for everything? That, that was my first, my first experience with uh, rebooting something to try to fix the problem also. It's like, doesn't work, reboot. Sometimes you just, like, sit there and power cycle it over and over. Pray that it works. Yeah. Yeah. But while we're speaking of not spending enough time outside, Brandon and I uh, watched the first game of the championship weekend, and we watched Green Bay beat Chicago. And I thought, I'm not sticking around for the second game. Brandon felt the same way. So Jack was like, well, you have to watch the kick. He was doing everything he could to try to keep us in, in that bar. Like, <laughs> well, at least watch me finish my beer. It's like, come on, Jack. Fucking drink your beer. Let's go. Watch me finish my beer. And I, It was riveting. It was. It really was. <laughs> he he's he's. I got this thing now where he has a keychain, yeah. and he's drinking all forty beers, and they punch him every time. If they punch the keychain every time he orders one of these beers, and then he's when very he, excited, about then it. when he gets it, he gets a free keychain. Oh uh, yes, yeah, that's the which the he already award, has. Which he already has. Yeah. To start it, I felt really bad when I got there because uh, as soon as Jack got in, the uh, the waitress recognized him, and she was like, "Hey, where's your friend Joel?" <laughs> <laughs> That is true. He did t- here's the way he told me the story. He said, "He said, I said, I think I made the comment that the waitress was cute, which she was. And if my wife was listening to the podcast, I did not say that. Um, I said she was cute, and Jules and Jack says, yeah, when I came in, she recognized me. And I, and I go, oh, oh, yeah, really? She goes, yeah, she came right up to me, and she goes, hey, how you doing? Where's your friend? And he goes, so I think she might have a thing for me. I'm like, you really took that away from that conversation? <laughs> 
Hey, where's your friend? <laughs> I mean, I admire the optimism, but let's not go crazy. The, uh, but then after we were leaving the place, I got a call on my cell phone. It's Monty. And Monty uh, – and I want to preface this by saying Monty is the kind of guy who just – he would live at the office. In fact, there was a short time where he did live at the office. Yeah. And he was sleeping in one of our spare conference rooms that we have. And that, he would he would totally prefer to do that. He would be at his desk 18 hours a day and then just sleep in a closet and come back and go back to his desk. He loves what he does that much. So when he was deciding where he was going to live when we changed offices, he moved into an apartment I knew that was very close to here. And I thought it was across Slaughter, which nobody listening to the podcast will know what that means. But there's a major thoroughfare that goes right by us, and I thought he lived across that major street. So he calls me, and he says – Hey, I, my car is dead. I need to jump. And I was like, oh, okay. Well, it just so happens I'm right around the corner at a bar, so let me come out and I'll help you. So I go to jump his car. I realize he doesn't live across the street. He lives across the street. He lives in this apartment complex right here. <laughs> and just so you can understand how like far – Like 100 feet away. Like you could you could probably stand at our front door and do you think you could hit that apartment complex throwing a baseball? Yes, I could. Easily, right? Yeah. So I said to Monty, I said – I go to jump his car. I go, oh, you live right here? I thought you lived like three or four blocks away. He goes, he goes, he goes, no, I just tried to move as close as I could, you know? And I said, yeah, that makes sense. I said, why do you, uh, why do you drive your car to work every day? And he says, uh, oh, I know. And I said, he goes, he goes, it's just like, it's, it's kind of a distance. And I was like, but I can, see, I can literally see the office right there. Like, I can see, I can, I'm, I can read our sign. It's we can right play there. catch. And he goes, he goes, I know, I know. He goes, I'm just being lazy. He goes, but the weather's getting warmer, and I'm gonna get a bike. <laughs> <laughs> that, was, that was his explanation. It would take longer to get the bike out than it would to walk to the office. The correct explanation is that it takes, it would take him like ten minutes longer, which would be ten minutes less time in his life he had to work on RBB. He's totally efficient. Like he's probably yeah. got it worked out in his head exactly how many seconds it takes off of the trip to the work to get in the car and come. Like, Monty one time told me he doesn't microwave things for a minute because you have to push three buttons. He microwaves things for 59 seconds because that's one less button he has to push. You mean 55 or 50? I see what you're saying. Yeah. If you did 59, it'd be two less buttons because you just hit the five twice. Doesn't have to move his finger. Yeah. Yeah, no, he does that five twice. Oh, does he? Does he? There you go. Yeah, he he brought that. uh, One podcast, he came in and talked about it. Um, you know, he, you, you talked about him, uh, living in the office for a little while when we filmed some of those, or when you filmed some of those immersion intros in front of the, the game and in front of the TV, he was asleep right behind the camera. Right. Yeah. He's <laughs> behind the camera asleep in the corner. He can also sleep through anything, which I admire. That's that was absolutely, that was amazing. Mm-hmm. Like I, I would forget he was there. Especially considering it's not just for people who don't like film a lot. Sorry. I know something in my throat. It's uh it's not just like you walk in with a camera put Bernie in a chair in front of it and start shooting. It's like an hour of moving lights around very loudly, turning lights on, turning them off, the room getting very hot, moving positions, seven people talking. And it's like he didn't just sleep through that part. He slept through all the setup and all the teardown. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it it's, takes a lot of people to make me look as good as I do. It does. <laughs> but you look great. Uh, a couple months ago when he was in the office sleeping in that room, uh, someone didn't realize he was in there, and they engaged the alarm. And there is a motion sensor in that room pointed right at Monty, so – He's just an emotionless sleeper. I kind of like that. I think Monica could beat the motion sensor, don't yeah. you? I could imagine like scaling the walls. You know, <laughs> it reminds me of that scene in Sneakers where they're like, you have to just you just have to move real slow. I'll, I'll, I'll bet you a few dollars that Monty has a smoke bomb on him. I bet he has. One. <laughs> <laughs> he just throws it down, buff, and then there he goes. Smoke bomb and a sword gun. So then at the end of this thing where we jumped his car, finally he gets in his car and I get in my car, and we're. I said, well, I'm going to drive back to the office. And I said, are you going to meet me over there? Because I, I had to roll our trash out. I have another story. Hey, 
that's Jeff duty, right? Rolling out the trash. Sure. Or Brandon, you should be doing it. Uh, but I, I said I said I was going to go back and roll out the trash. And I said, so you're going to go back to the office too? And he says, oh, no, I'm going to the gym. And I was like, oh, I said, I know you joined the gym. I said, what, what gym? Are you the one that Jack goes to down the block here? He goes, no, it's at the front of the apartment complex. And he drives away. <laughs> <laughs> there's, I, there's literally no distance that he won't drive. It's like if he could drive from his front door to his bed, he probably would do that. He should get a he mini go-kart. get him a go-kart to yeah. go from his car to his desk in the office. <laughs> Does he, uh, is his tire, he has, he had a flat tire since like Christmas, right? He keeps filling it. Yeah. Oh, okay. So it's like a slow leak. Monty so- is a hundred percent function for the stuff that he does. Like he dumps so much of the aesthetic and form into like what's on the screen that it's like he has none of, he has none of it left for the rest of his life. He doesn't care. Absolutely. He care less. Doesn't care at all. That's it's, true it's impressive. Too, that's true to a little bit, but he does do like costuming and stuff. Uh, his girl, he, he, his girlfriend dresses up and like puts on these, does cosplay or whatever. Yeah, he's so he, a cool one going right now. Yeah, like he does that stuff too. So in his, in his outside life, he's still, but he's, but it's in, it's usually for a purpose. It's, it's not for his like, project. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And he doesn't care. Like, like, like when he watches us do stuff, like you painting the walls, or like we're putting in cabinets in the kitchen, like finishing out the building. He's like, what's all this for? Yeah. yeah. So get out of this stuff. That said, he also said, well, do you think I should talk to Matt and Bernie about getting us Nerf guns? Because I think it'll be a really good way for us to interact and relieve stress. <laughs> it's a way for him to interact and relieve stress because he shoots he, Carrie. Yeah, he shoots <laughs> Carrie a lot. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I, I think you're right, except that he does, uh, he likes thrills or just different different kinds of thrills. Yeah. Okay. So back to the Oscars. Yeah. I think I've seen True Grit. I haven't seen King's Speech. There's one at the end there, too, that I didn't remember. Gus, can you read the whole list? It's uh, 127 Hours, Black Swan, Inception, The Fighter, The Kids Are All Right, The King's Speech, The Social Network, Toy Story 3, True Grit, and Winter's Bone. That's it. Winter's – what is Winter's yeah, I, Bone? I have not heard of that one. It sounds like porn. I'm just going to say that. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I've, I've, I've seen about half of those, I guess. I was, I, was, I was pleased to see Toy Story 3 in Best Picture and not Best Animated. It's not going to win. Yeah, but it's just weird that they have a best animated category, and Toy Story Three is in best yeah, picture. It's yeah. really awkward for everyone else in the animated category. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I thought How to Train Your Dragon was could have been a contender for that. It was very good, except that the, is there something about the casting in that movie that was off? Everything else was good, but the casting, the voice acting, was just didn't quite match the characters or something. Wasn't it Bill Hader was one of the guys in that? Uh, I want to say you're right. I know yeah. one of the guys was uh, Craig Ferguson. Yeah, and he was pretty good, but he didn't, they didn't seem burly enough for the guys that they were playing. I liked uh, I liked Megamind a lot. Bill Hader, I'm not sure. I think it was one of them was the I want to say Gerard Depardieu. That's not it. He was the the <laughs> Gerard Butler. Oh, Gerard Butler. Yeah, that sure. guy. The guy from 300. Yeah, he was one of the guys in there. He was the father. I don't know who the I don't know who the son was. I think it was that who's the dude from Tropic Thunder, the geeky dude uh, that's also in Sorcerer's Apprentice. Oh, uh, jo- uh, Josh Dushnishell or something. J like that? J. J-, J- Barishel. Barish? Okay. I do not see Bill Hader in the list for How to Train Your Dragon. Yeah, I don't think Bill Hader's in that. Look up Bill Hader. What animated film was he in this year? Fuck, everything. Yeah, that dude is in every movie. Except, you know, How to Train Your Dragon, apparently. All right, guys, I gotta head out. Uh, As always, thanks for talking shit. Yeah, no problem. (laughs) You you had impeccable timing today. We 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 try to talk shit about you in the in the first like around the twenty minute mark. So if you just want to come in every week, <laughs> he was in Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs. That's it. Sorry, Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs. Oh yeah, not the best movie. Brandon, as always, thank you for the easy material. We appreciate it. All your effort. If it wasn't for Brandon and Jack, what would we talk about? Well, Bill Hader's younger than me. Is he really? Yeah, Jesus. Way more successful. <laughs> you know, a big turning point for me was was when. Uh, uh, Playboy centerfolds because they have their birth date on, uh-huh. the, on the centerfold information, which is very important. 
I when the first one he's younger than me. That was a big turning point in my life. I felt that's like nineteen that happened. I uh, I was listening to uh, Stern the other day and um, Seth Rogen was on, and he's like twenty six. That was hard for me to listen to. That's fucking young. He's young, but man, he's been doing stand up forever. Yeah, he was doing stand up at like fourteen, I think. Yeah, no, he's. I mean, he definitely put in the hours to achieve his success. But goddamn, yeah, he's twenty eight. Twenty eight. There you go. About turns twenty nine in uh, mm. April. Well, he looks forty. If <laughs> did, did anybody see the Green Hornet? No. No, I heard it was good though. I heard, Jack, I heard it was so good I too. Don't, I don't know. But yeah, they they do say it's good. Wasn't nominated, but it, uh, <laughs> I don't think it opened. I think it's for next it's year. Next year. Oh, okay. yeah. Uh, I didn't realize that Michelle Gondry was the person directing it. it seems like a weird fit. I mean, yeah, he makes I bizarre movies. Yeah. Yeah. I would like to note that our Drunk Tank Best Picture winner is not even a nominee for the Oscars. That's true. Because it's a documentary. Nominee for best documentary, though. I need to uh, Bunch of heathens. get those trophies <laughs> made. Oh, you haven't done that yet? No, no. i so, got to get on that. Out of, out of that list and what you've seen, what do you think the movie of the year is? Just based off what you've seen. I, I haven't seen it. But I think the King's Speech, from what everything I'm hearing, has a really good shot. But based on what I've seen, I would say True Grit. I haven't seen a lot of stuff on there. I haven't seen Black Swan. Yeah, I haven't seen a lot of those. I, I liked... The Social Network better than True Grit, I think. But I like them both a lot. Don't you and uh, your wife usually go Sorry. and see all of the nominees? Like, Yep. that's that. It was harder last year when there was 10. So, But we'll try to do it again this year. We have a month to watch essentially eight movies. That's kind of tough. Yeah, but, definitely. Uh, you know, especially if they're not on video yet. I saw an uh, unofficial poll on CNN.com. I think it was last night where they – maybe it was the day before. It's gone. I can't find it again. But it was, it was a, a poll that said, how many Best Picture nominees have you seen? And it was like – you know, one through five, six through ten, or none. And 62% of the people who answered that poll said none. Wow. 62% of the people who took that poll on the front page of CNN.com had not seen one of those ten movies. Which is strange because Toy Story 3 and Inception are in there. Yeah, right. those are – I mean, historically, it's always been like art house films and like heady films. Mm-hmm. But uh, – There were some very mainstream like, movies in there. Yeah, like I remember when Gladiator got nominated, how weird it was that a movie like Gladiator, a blockbuster, had been nominated. But yeah – Inception and Toy Story were huge draws this year. It does. It does seem almost like. I mean, you it, shouldn't you take in consideration people, the people that actually see it in movies that are actually popular. I mean, yeah, no, no, nope. That's <laughs> a lot of that's marketing. Well, and I guess like that's its own reward, right? If it, if you do well financially, that's its own reward. I mean, look. I mean, you're gonna put grownups in there, you know? I mean, yeah. it's not really. It's true. Like, I remember one year Jimmy Kimmel did this thing where he interviewed people on the best movie of the year at, at what was nominated, and, like, White Girls and AVP, like, overwhelmingly won based on, uh, and based on, like, audience reaction. Yeah. And, by the way, each one of those movies made way more than anything that was nominated. No, that was something year. else. That was... Uh, I think it was Chris Rock. That was Chris that. Rock, yeah, yeah, who did that. Was it? Yeah. yeah, it was for when he did... He was the uh, the MC, right? One year? Oh, yeah, then... I think it was actually part of the award ceremony. Was yeah. It? Yeah. Mm. And uh, like, I remember Saw was a big one. Like, people were like, oh, man, that Saw was great. <laughs> <laughs> but popularity is its own reward, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's like... It's a money reward. Yeah, it is. Yeah. I guess that's true. Um, and uh, the, whoever has one wants the other. You know, whoever yeah. has the $300 million movie... I'm sure the uh, the Wayans brothers are riding around in their jet skis in the French Caribbean right now crying their eyes out that they didn't win an Academy Award. Do the Wayans brothers have that much movie? I think they're doing pretty well. They did all those scary movies... Oh yeah, they did uh, White Girls, which made like a hundred million. They did uh, that one of them turned into a baby movie that made like seventy million. <laughs> yeah, Little Big Man Little is that what it was called? <laughs> How much did that make? That did not make. How much did it? Look, look up Little Big Man. I'm gonna get, I'm gonna bet it made sixty million. 
you have to vamp a bit. It takes me a little while to, to get there. I those, scary, those scary movies all, those were like the number one, like each one broke the record for number one opening for an R-rated movie. I just saw a poster on the Apple's movie <clears throat> page, which they seem to have, they seem like they're moving away from that. The Apple's trailer page. Mm-hmm. It used to be the place to go to watch all the trailers, but now I find more recent ones on Yahoo, of all places. Yeah. And like film blogs. But on the uh, Apple page, they had a poster for, I didn't watch the trailer, but they had a poster for Scream 4. And I was pretty surprised to know that there's only been three Scream movies. It seems like there's been about ten of those Oh, really? Things. Yeah. Mm. Was, of the actual was, Scream movies? Yeah, Scream. Oh. It was yeah. actually called Little Man, and it made $58 million. Yeah. How You're much close. was the budget? 64 Oh. Oh. They lost some money on that. I bet they didn't. I bet they'll be fine. I, what'd they make internationally? Internationally, they did another 42 There you go. You know, always think, man. No, but, no, you sell your international rights, but still, they make money off that. DVD sales, rentals. They made their money. You hear about Kevin Smith? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what a douche. You think he's a douche? Yeah. I, I, I'll i tell you what, man. Wait, I, he's retiring? Is that what he said? No. I can't, I'm not going to be able to explain this story. It was really exciting to Jack yesterday. I don't know if I'll explain it well. Should we bring Jack in? No, it's come okay. On. No, 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 come on. No, it's fun. No, It's essentially Kevin Smith's going around with his new movie, Red State, which is his horror film. And he said he was going to change the way <laughs> that studios buy films. Like mm-hmm. he was going to revolutionize the way independent movies are purchased. And he said at Sundance, he would, after his showing, he would have an auction and that he would sell the movie to the highest bidder. So all these executives went and they watched the movie and they went to start the bidding process. And he goes, okay, opening bid is me, $20 sold. I, I now have the rights to my movie. And he just like, it was all like, a, I guess a publicity scam and uh, sold the rights to the movie to himself for $20. And now he's going to take it around to theaters and charge like 50 or 60 bucks. People to get in and see it. What? According to <laughs> sounds like sounds like cold feet to me. Like maybe he thought he wasn't, you know, coming down to this auction of people buying his movie right there on the spot. I think he got cold feet. Maybe. Yeah, I don't know. Pulled a pulled a jack. You, you used to work for him, right? Or like in some capacity? Uh, I PA'd on some Viewski stuff. <clears throat> Are you done? And I was. I don't know what's going on with me today. And uh, I worked. Um, I worked a lot of jobs with VUSQ employees. I see. Okay. And and, and to be fair, he was I, – I met and talked to Kevin many times. A very, very nice guy. Yeah. He really I, was. You have to give him credit at least in one regard in that he's made Sundance relevant. I haven't heard any information out of Sundance in probably five years. I mean yeah. it, it comes and goes and I literally hear nothing yeah. about Sundance. I didn't know it was Sundance until Jack told me that story. Yeah. And uh, I'll, I'll say another thing about that dude, Kevin Smith. Uh, he's a marketing genius and a merchandising genius. That dude has turned his his uh, small slice of the film world into millions of dollars in merchandising and done I, very well with it. I agree with you. I think this is one step too far. I think he, from what I've heard, he's taking this movie around. He's doing like a tour with it. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be a con- – it sounds like a combination of a screening and his – a night with Kevin Smith. Mm-hmm. And he's charging 70 bucks. Is that what it is? 70. Yeah, I knew it was expensive. I think I said 50. But yeah, seven. That's crazy. If he charges $70 a ticket, I mean that's uh, – I think that crosses the line between excellent marketing and milking your audience. That being said, I think Kevin Smith has a large enough audience to fill seats everywhere he goes. That being said, it'll, it'll work. work for him. We're totally going to yeah, do let's, it. Let's, yeah. let's have a screening. That's what I'm getting away from this yeah. uh, conversation. Can we charge cover at the door of our theater in packs? That'd be awesome. <laughs> but I mean, the dude is the dude's a smart dude, you know? Say what you will about his films. And he would just sit inside fucking the secret stash, his comic book shop where I used to get my, my comics from. And uh, he would just hang out for like an hour a day and just talk to anybody that came in and wanted to talk to him. He, really, he said really he was nice really nice to his fans, but... The people that I worked with who worked with him didn't like him as much as the fans, I'll say that. So, 
Well, it, I mean, that doesn't but sound that does, atypical. That, that doesn't sound atypical, yeah. I'm sure that, you know, Church's wife and Roadblock like Bernie a hell of a lot more than I do. <laughs> <laughs> like me, you mean? Yeah, yeah I, wouldn't, I wouldn't be so sure about that. <laughs> you like me a lot. <laughs> I'm just right. trying to get Griffin to leave, give her some bad-tasting water. <laughs> so right, we need some more time together. We should wrap things up before we go too long. Okay. Oh. It's been such a lovely time. We had, we had a late start on the podcast today. i got to make sure we get it out on time. I watched you bookmark all those sites we were going to talk about today. You didn't get to any of them. Yeah, but I mean, that's a, that's a rolling target. Uh-huh. I don't there ever is, want to shoehorn that conversation in. There is a topic we should probably talk about because it just happened and it, it's very relevant, I think, to our audience. Do you mind if I bring it up? Go ahead. Now I have to, right? Yeah. After that. You set it up. So uh, We'll knock it down. I, I don't know. I think it was, <laughs> I think it was Putin, uh, Vladimir Putin, the uh, – what was he? The premier of Russia? Yes. Who, who blamed the bombing of the Moscow airport oh, right. on uh, modern warfare. Did he? Yeah. Yeah. On the scenes in modern warfare, the no Russian scene. Yeah, he said he said that he thinks that the uh, can you look at the quote so I'm not misquoting the foreign leader. Yeah. So Putin's a gamer? That's awesome. That's <laughs> really cool. <laughs> he's clearly a Halo fan. He knows he knows individual levels from Modern Warfare 2. I don't think Great. he specifically said that, but I mean, who knows? Somebody probably yeah. showed it to him like right after the event and said, "See, look at this." And what I think is interesting about this is my Twitter feed about a week ago was talking about how Sarah Palin caused the shooting in Arizona. Right. And now my Twitter feed is saying how it's ridiculous to think a video game could cause a bombing in an airport. Right. That's, there's, a, there's, a, there's a fair amount of hypocrisy And people there. don't see, you know, it's like it's, it's surprising to me how quickly people will abandon their baseline fundamental judgments, you know what I mean? Right. Of, of, of could, what they believe about things. Could not agree with you more. Uh, I don't see anywhere that Putin or an official, like a government official made the direct correlation i see like terrorism experts talking about it really because everything everywhere i read it, it's actually said putin on it all right I'll putin keep, i'll keep looking putin i think putin? it's a <clears throat> putin was is is that level of call of duty socially responsible maybe was what sarah palin did socially responsible maybe but to draw the line that somebody saw her infographic and decided i'm going to assassinate this person it's it's pretty – To see stretch. a target on a web page. Yeah. Right? If an image on a web page can cause people to murder, then, then you're, what you're saying – Then 4chan is, is the most dangerous place on the planet. Yeah. You're saying that images, movie, violent movies and violent video games can cause people to violence. Right. I don't believe that. So Absolutely. I don't believe an image on a website could cause somebody to shoot somebody. Absolutely. You can point a gun at somebody and pull the trigger. You, that's, that's all on you. There was, a, there was a big thing in the early 90s, at least big in my community, where there was this dude who in Florida went into a, a tower, in, in, much like the UT Tower. At a, at a college campus and started shooting people, and he had a Sick of It All shirt. Sick of It All is a popular hardcore band. And, uh, Define yeah, popular. Well, popular within <laughs> within the genre. Okay. You and uh, they came under so much fire, and, and, and we were all like, don't be ridiculous. Music can't cause people to commit suicide or to commit murder. And uh, But I bet all those same people. You, I don't know. And when I was in the fifth grade, there was a girl that was in the eighth grade that was murdered by her boyfriend who was in high school. He was a freshman in high school. And he, when they, when the police finally caught him, because his friends like ended up, because um, his friends knew and like had been there when it, when it happened and didn't really try to cover for him. Um, they said that all he would do, all he would do is talk about Silence of the Lambs. Like at that time, that was when the movie was popular. Like so he would talk about how he'd seen it like eight times. And he would talk about how he wanted to know what it was like to kill somebody. Mm-hmm. I think that movies, music, 
video games can inspire somebody who is already crazy to do things. Okay. I don't. I mean, I think that, but I think all of these things are inspirational to everybody for other reasons. You know, like we usually interpret them in a way that's nonviolent. But a violent person, I think, can be inspired by them if they're already on that trajectory. But you can't say it was because of Silence of the Lambs. Like, if he had not seen Silence of the Lambs, maybe the John Wayne Gacy story or Helter Skelter or right. some other right. mo- movie would have been the button he needed. But or I do think book. that they're. I think they're buttons, though. I mean, I think that you have to be crazy to start. Like, because you will watch a movie and be inspired to do something creative because you're a creative person. If you're like a homicidal person, you might see something and get inspired to be. But what are you going to do? Way. Eliminate all buttons? No, yeah, so you can't really control that. He's yeah. cra- he's crazy and he seeks that stuff out, right? Yeah, and so that's why he identifies with, with it, you know. And like Jeff's saying is right. I mean, if it's if Silence of the Lambs or no, let's say no violent movies, no violent video games existed, then he would be a huge. Genghis Khan or Adolf Hitler fan. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, we'd be back to banning he, books. There would be something. Yeah, he would be obsessed with Nazi, reading about the Nazis and reading about the Holocaust or something like but that. But ideas can spread, you know? I mean, people will go and get a copy of, like, the Anarchist Cookbook or something like that because they will want those tools and other people have gone before them and done those things. So mm-hmm. I, don't, I, don't, I don't think you can say that video games don't lead to some violence, you know, because they, they might. But I don't think you should stop making video games. You know, like, I, I, you can't control what somebody's going to do with the inspiration. I just, I just think crazy people are going to be crazy regardless of the inspiration. Right, they'll find I a way. I had the anarchist cookbook in high school. I didn't murder anyone, mm-hmm. you know? One of the coolest jobs I ever had in my life was when I was in college, I was a sexual health peer advisor. Did you ever get laid from that? Uh, <laughs> I, would, I don't know if I got laid directly. Definitely not. I had, I had <laughs> students where they had to take a course, and I had to teach the course on methods of birth control mm-hmm. in order to qualify to get on the pill. So it seemed like it seemed awesome, <laughs> uh, but uh, more so the other people. I mean, you just spend more time with the other peer advisors and things like that. And then I became uh, like a I don't know how to put it. It's called orientation advisor, where we advise incoming freshmen, which sounds super creepy. But I was a junior in in college at the time. Um, but I actually got in trouble one time because we were having a discussion about something, and we had a discussion about like if we hand out condoms on the the mall, you know, the the big meeting place with all the students. Uh, that there were all these statistics showing how handing out condoms doesn't, you know increase promiscuity and all this stuff. And I was like, well, that's, you know, that's bullshit. If you hand out birth control and all that stuff, yeah, you, I, I think it increases promis- promiscuity, but I think the alternatives are way worse. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Sure. And, and so it's like you, you can acknowledge how something you're, something you're doing can have negative impact, but it's still better than the alternative. You know what I mean? It's like I, I don't want to live in a world where we can't have, you know, video games and movies like Silence. Of, I don't want to, you know, live without Silence of the Lambs because somebody might go nuts. Because right. because one person might go nuts while 99.9% of the other people use it as an outlet to well, and, to relax or cr- release frustration. Like I play Halo. Well, maybe not Halo because I'm fucking terrible and people make me mad. But like <laughs> I play a video game to decompress and relax, right? And it helps you blow off steam, not the opposite. No, I, I think you guys are both right. I, I the crazy people will be crazy regardless. Yeah. But yes. I do think they can get inspired by movies and videos just as like anyone else can. Sure. Just in a different way. Sure. Yeah. I think, I, I think it has to do more with maybe the specifics of the crime than, you know, mm-hmm. than something else. Yeah. I mean, I was thinking at the time when the Sarah Palin thing was going on, um, when people were tweeting that, oh, look what she did, all this stuff. I was like, I was remembering back to Doom and Columbine. Because mm-hmm. there was, for those of you who aren't aware, there was a big shooting in, was it Columbine, Colorado? Colorado. Mm-hmm. And uh, there was a big shooting there where the kids had been playing Doom all the time. And then, then this kid showed up and he was a gamer too, you know what I mean? And was playing, what was he playing it so much? Some MMO? Yeah, Earth Realms or something. Didn't, yeah. uh, and didn't the, the kid from, from uh, what was that one a couple of, a couple of maybe two years ago uh, at the college? I can't remember. That was something state. 
the, uh, it was Virginia Tech. Virginia Tech. He was yeah. a big Counter Strike fan, right? Oh, was he? I think so. Maybe I'm wrong about that, but I thought he was. Yeah. And they drew that correlation. Well, I think if you're somebody who's interested in guns, you're going to want to play games that have guns in it. I yeah. Would, I would think. That's why you see. Yeah, it's definitely why you seek things out for sure. So yeah. that's my take on that, Gus. I'm, thank you for letting us talk about that. No, that's fine. I couldn't. I'm sorry. I couldn't find uh, cor- uh, info to back you up on. The quote. I see Russian press talking about it, but I don't see any specific quote from them. I stand behind my misquote. <laughs> there was a, you know, after all that fallout, I sent you a picture of this, Bernie. I don't know if you got it. I, it was like Bloomberg Businessweek magazine on the uh, had a cover story about the history of the Glock gun and how it became, quote unquote, America's favorite killing machine or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> a Glock is what uh, isn't isn't that cholesterol? Honestly. <laughs> Yeah, a, uh, a Glock is what we use in the zombie headshot video. Yes, you know. And uh, did you hear that after the, the Glock is also the gun that the the kid was in Lofner? Yeah, uh, used in Arizona to shoot that congressperson. And uh, after that happened, that sales of Glocks in Arizona quadrupled. Yeah, yeah. Is that, right? that, that was in that in that magazine. I read that. That is fucking. Cr- that's crazy. That yeah. is, it is a little crazy. Yeah, I mean, sometimes you can look at metrics and the way that trends move, and it can be a little frightening. You know, I mean, in that sense, you know, when you talk about politicians saying things, it's just the ability to move people in a big mass that can. If you point people in, people in one direction, they don't they don't stop until they hit something. Mm-hmm. Sometimes, yeah. you know, it's very powerful. Yeah. Okay, very serious way to end the podcast, like a flash mob. Let's all, <laughs> let's all go and reflect. Yeah, let's all have a silent reflective lunch. All right. All right. Uh, what are we going to eat? Oh, man. There's this trailer I really want to try, and I don't know if today's the day, but it's called Biscuits and Groovy. <laughs> Where is that? It's over. It's, it's, north it's pretty, it's a long it's pretty north. Oh, yeah. It's like 51st and in Duval. It sounds awesome. Biscuits and Groovy. Why do trailer food places love puns so much? It's like tra- yeah, it's trailer a- trailer food and uh, like hair salons, right? There's, like, a, there's a, a, a taco truck around the corner from our office, Bernie. I don't know if we've told you about it yet. It's next to that like Red Shed Tavern. They park out over there. It's really good. Oh, God. It yeah, has the worst, the, the worst Photoshop job on the side, though. It's terrible. Yeah. Their, their, their menu could use some work. You can see, like, where somebody had, like, accidentally used an eraser tool and just didn't notice that they cut a big part of the, out of the image. Oh, really? It's a big white splotch? Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. awesome. Like, or, like, the food will just fade out into nothing. <laughs> it's, you, pre- it's pretty awesome. Do you hear that M- Mila Kunis broke up with uh, Macaulay Culkin? And he's already dating some super new hot chick. Is he? Is yeah. he really? Wow. How does that rate, like, in terms of, like, super hot chick dating mediocre guy? Like, where does that relationship fall? Let's play a game. You name one and I'll name one. Couples. Super that. hot chick dating mediocre guy. Okay, I can do that easy. Uh, Eddie, I'll, I'll start with Mila Kunis. Eddie Furlong and that chick, uh, Jolene Blaylock. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to go with Christina Hendricks and the dude who played the Snozberries guy in Super Troopers. Oh, yeah. He was in Devil. Really? Yeah. They're married, dude. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Oh, God. Well, Angelina Jolie was the first uh, – the husband from Hackers or whatever, right? <laughs> yeah, uh, but she did. he was Sick Boy from uh, – Fucking uh, What's-Her-Face from American Pie, um, the naked chick in American Pie. Shannon Elizabeth. Shannon Elizabeth, Elizabeth. 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 and her old-ass fat dude, husband. Oh, oh. I'm going to go with Megan Fox and uh, Brian Austin Green. How about uh, uh, the chick that's dead? Brittany Murphy. Brittany Murphy and uh, Simon Monjack. Yeah, that guy was crazy. The chick that's dead. And he's dead too now, right? Yeah, he's, he's dead. Th- he's worse than me. He was no, no, he's dead? Ever. Yeah, he died. I think they both died. He died, uh, no, he died like uh, a year after. About a year after. How did he year? die? Uh, mysterious circumstances, I think. No, wasn't yeah. it Wasn't it uh, suicide? Suicide, was it? I thought it was an OD. 
Edward, kind of Ed, Edward Furlong and, and Jolene Blaylock might be the one of the best ones. She why, was the chick on Star Trek. She could why play isn't Jolene Blaylock more famous? I have no. She's like a young, super hot Angelina Jolie. She is right. Like there was an episode of that Star Trek where she they had to like take their clothes off and like I don't get talk clean. About it. You know what I'm talking about? They had a, they had a, an antimicrobial gel they had to smear on their bodies. Oh, God. <laughs> he, uh, Jesus, he didn't commit suicide. His cause of death was acute pneumonia and severe anemia. Okay, there you go. He died the same way in the same house as his wife. Yeah. There you go. Uh-oh. Yeah. What, what causes those things? Black yeah. mold. Yeah, they... The <laughs> <laughs> green algae. Fucking algae. algae in the water. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh, Kate Blanchett and her husband. I don't too. even know who her husband is. I don't is. remember his name, but he's like some bald guy. Old bald guy. <laughs> okay, for real. Oh, I'm going like, to be thinking about this all day now. Who this, else? This is like our third attempt at a stop. Oh. Hey. So Matthew, so could Matthew Broderick and his husband. <laughs> <laughs> Feel free to continue playing playing the game on your own. <laughs> Howard Stern and fucking Betho. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah, yeah but that's kind of like Trophy Wife. Yeah. yeah, there you go. Okay, thanks for listening. All right, bye. bye.